0: Hey, a couple weeks ago, we started uh, this series called In God We Trust, uh, talking about uh, surrendering uh, all of our life to God, including finances. And uh, when we talk about uh, money in church or finances in church, it feels like we're mixing two things that shouldn't be mixed, you know, money in church or something in us that uh, is like, oh, wow, I don't know what this is going to be about, and or thinking that, oh, I know what this is going to be about, um, but but understanding that Jesus gave a lot of attention. He gave a lot of his voice to, to this whole topic of our personal finances, of stewarding our resources, and we, we can't call ourselves fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ and take a a large percentage of what Jesus talked about and shelve it over here and say we're living fully surrendered lives. We, 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 we need to understand God's perspective when it comes to handling our resources, and we looked at that uh, even more fully last week by looking at a, at, a, at a parable found in Luke chapter 16, the parable of the dishonest manager, um, and uh, that speaks directly to God's expectations for us in, in handling our, our finances and, and today's sermon is going to be a little bit different. Uh, today's sermon is a story. You're going to have a chance to hear uh, from, from a couple who have walked the journey of personal finances and uh, who've had, had highlights and lowlights. So, uh, and I know, I know you'll be encouraged um, as they share the story. I'm going to invite Kim and Am and Poe to come join me uh, join me up here on the platform. And uh, they're going to just give us some insight into what life looked like for them as they began their marriage and uh, and and began handling their finances together. And I know that you guys, when you when you went into your marriage, you had uh, hopes and dreams about what what finances would look like for you. Um, but just give, just give us a, the, the beginning part of your story of of your your financial story.
1: All right, um, we've been married about fourteen years and. Uh, um, we entered uh, into our marriage with uh, some student loan debt and, uh, and a car payment, and that seemed pretty normal for us, and, uh, um, you know, it's kind of the, the way of the culture, and it seemed like that was okay. Um, we didn't intend to build up a large debt, but um, as we bought a house, and um, I'll let Kim talk about that. Yeah.
2: We had actually, you know, we had made a really strong commitment as a couple early on in our marriage that we would pay off our debt every month in terms of our credit card debt. And so, you know, we were brought up that way. We wanted to be committed to that. And we had saved, we were really proud, we had saved over a number of years to do a down payment for a house. And so we did that. Only problem was we spent all of our savings on that and so kind of like you get married and you need to plan for more than just the wedding we um, had not planned very well for after that point of buying the house Um, so those were some of the factors we also um, we had our first child about six years into marriage And I'd grown up with a mom that stayed home, and that was what I wanted to do and and what we had kind of been planning for, but we didn't adjust our lifestyle at all um, to that, so we were bringing in less money, but spending the same amount. And then babies kind of cost money, and um, <laughs> and there were a lot of things I thought we definitely needed. I would even, unfortunately, I would even buy things and hide them from Ammon. I don't know if anyone else here has ever done that. It's not recommended. You're the only one. <laughs> I'm the only yeah, one. There only. are a lot of people here, though, Steve. <laughs> I'm guessing there are a couple.
0: <laughs> That's what it feels like. It does. it does.
2: It does, it's yeah. embarrassing. I <laughs> mean, this is so fun to share these things in front of the entire <laughs> congregation.
1: Um, and then there was uh, a life event for us. My dad had been diagnosed with terminal cancer, and one of his last requests was that we take a family trip, and, and that was to Washington, D.C., together. And we had footed the bill for my younger siblings as well as them. And, um, and that really cascaded all of basically not being able to pull out. And we, we watched our... Um, just our credit card bill um you know the amount that we owed overall go past ten thousand and twelve and fourteen and ultimately to just to eighteen thousand just on the credit card okay, so that was a lot and, and it was very stressful yeah, and
0: so again, this is not how you guys want to start out and um and stuff happens and debt creeps up um you want to share with us how much that consumer debt, uh, credit card, and everything else
1: crept yeah. up to? Yeah, uh, our our consumer debt had reached a a level of uh, just a little more than fifty three thousand dollars. Okay, fifty three thousand dollars.
2: Let that sit with you. It's not a good feeling. Yeah, it's it's embarrassing. We we didn't tell our friends. We didn't tell our family. Um, I, in particular, didn't want to talk about it. I had a new baby. I just wanted to look at my baby and be a mommy and not have to worry about debt and all this stuff. And um, Ammon kept bringing it up. And so we had to kind of address it. And he would use words like budget and that felt controlling to me. And, um, which we needed. So. Yeah,
1: there was a lot of anxiety on my part and just conflict in our home. And sometimes it was quiet and other times it you know I, I think the neighbors probably heard um, but uh, um, you know we we definitely didn 't want that for our family um, and uh, and we wanted a way out we wanted to work together, but we we really didn 't have the tools to do it so okay, so
0: let's just let this settle fifty three thousand dollars now, you guys are you're saying. It's embarrassing to say that, and uh, some people in the room are going fifty-three thousand dollars. That ain't nothing. You should hear my story. Um, and and here's the reality: is that we live in a culture that uh, that encourages this. It's encourage. You know, it's spend, accumulate. Um, you you need more, and um, and so the culture wants to take, wants us to take cues from them. But remember now. Culture wants nothing for you, other than in a, in a little immediate, little gratification. What they want is stuff from you. And, and this, look, this is all of us. Uh, it, this, whether you're, you're, you're in a place where you don't have that much debt or you have more, uh, we can totally relate to what you guys are sharing. Um, j- real quickly, how did the, the debt, $53,000, how did this impact your marriage?
1: Yeah, I, I touched on it a little bit before with the anxiety and the conflict, but it was... Um, it was troubling, you know, we didn't want that for our family, but it, it just kept being a, you know, every month, uh, for several months, probably for a couple of years, it was very, made our house very unpleasant to be in.
2: It was really hopeless. Um, the, we'd look at it, we'd try and come up with a plan and it didn't feel like there was something that was going to help it. So, Um, there wasn't a lot of hope for us, and, um, and there was a lot of mistrust between us, particularly with, uh, the choices I was making. I would get stressed out, so I would go spend because it felt like crisis mode, and with crisis mode, you need 20 cans of soup to make sure if you can't buy cans of soup next month, you're set, right? And so these kinds of things were happening, um and yeah it wasn't good
0: now end of 2008 um, early 2009 your story starts to take a shift because you start start hearing there is help talk to us about that
2: my dad had been um, without knowing how big the number was he knew we had debt and so he had prompted us to check out a radio program and uh, okay so we listened to it it okay. It sounded a little bit like what my husband had been telling me, and, and we'd had some rough paths around that, so that was a little hard. Ammon loved it. Loved it, loved it. <laughs> Anytime we could, we had it on the radio. And... Um, And then all of a sudden at church, um, there was an announcement in the bulletin for something called Financial Peace University, and I looked at that and I thought, well, you know, that would be someone else telling us about how to do things. We had had this kind of funky, um, unhealthy dynamic going on where I kind of rebelled and, and Amma was trying to hammer things down. There's actually something um, in Financial Peace University called the Nerd and the Free Spirit. I'm curious, who thinks Ammon's the nerd and who thinks I'm the nerd?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Have
2: you guys figured it out? Yeah. yeah. So anyhow, we got signed up.
1: Uh, and that was a really great thing because Kim had brought it home for us to look at and I knew that that was going to be a changing point or a turning point for us because she was prompting and I knew that it was a tool that we were going to be able to work on and use together rather than it being me trying to force that on her. And so I, I was very encouraged that uh, she had prompted us to start making some real significant changes. And the class really gave us a lot of tools and a lot of the same language to use to talk together. And, um, and we laid out a game plan. We got a lot of biblical principles out of the class as well as um, just practical tools. And, uh, and it really helped us turn things around.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, that was January 2009 and your work, now you're starting to tackle this $53,000, 53,000 pound burden that's on your shoulders. And so how, how's that journey gone for you guys?
1: Well, we're happy to report that as of May of 2012, um, we are completely debt-free. Wow. <laughs> so that works out to 44 months. See, so there's the nerd, and that's, <laughs> that's uh, just short of three and a half years. And so. Um, if I could just speak a word of encouragement, if, if you guys are, if somebody's out there facing that, um, it may sound like a long time, but, you know, when you're, and month to month, when you're fighting the gorilla, um, it does feel like a long time, but I'll tell you, coming out the other side of it, it really wasn't that long.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm actually amazed, 44 months, $53,000, I mean, you guys obviously did some lifestyle changes to be able to achieve that that goal. Um, so that that's phenomenal. And you, you've got a bit of a story of when it comes down to the end of the debt, how you guys celebrated that as a family. Talk to us about that, Kim. So
2: our last debt was paying off a car payment. And I'd been taking the kids with me, our two girls, um, to the bank, and we were dropping off the check every month and doing that. And I was kind of trying to explain to them what we were doing and why this was important. And when it came to the last month, um, Emma was able to get off work a little bit early so he could come with us. And I'd been hyping it up all day long, saying, girls, we're doing the coolest thing. We're going to go to the bank. We're going to do the last payment. It's awesome. They had no clue what I was talking about. (laughs) They were excited because usually celebration equates ice cream in our family. And so they thought, ice cream, awesome. So, um, we all got in the car, we went down to the bank, and we had our check written out, and we handed that check over, and we said, this is our last payment. This is it. This is our last payment. And, you know, the bank teller, oh, you know, okay, okay, well, we'll take your money. And... um, They let, yeah, they're pretty happy doing that. But we stood in the middle of the bank and screamed out loud as a family, We're debt free! <laughs> bank didn't know what to do with that. They were yeah. looking at us pretty yeah. funny. But yeah. it was so exciting. It was so exciting to do that. And, um, of course, then we went out for ice cream, which we had budgeted. But... Um, <laughs> It was good it was good
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean they I mean not all banks this way, but they 're pretty eager to to get another loan to you uh, so keep that keep that river flowing their their way that that's that 's such a great story of how you guys tackled that I, I, some of you are here today and you 're thinking about your personal debt and you and you're feeling what they were feeling at in two thousand and nine there 's just no hope how in the world i get? I hope this this story is an encouragement to you because man forty four months you guys knocked out fifty three thousand dollars got debt free. How did that
1: impact your marriage um, well there 's a lot less strife in our home, um, especially around that issue with money um, you know when we're we 're looking at things that are coming up now it 's just like maybe it 's just a purchase, but we 're talking about it, and it 's not a big deal um, or and we 've got a lot of goals that we 've been able to set and so when, you know, it's not a conflict item for us when we say, well, what, you know, are we going to take a vacation or are we going to, um, or if something breaks, okay, well, let's just take it out of the emergency fund and we'll, you know, we'll just fix it or we'll, we'll replace it, and that's just okay. Rather than it being, oh, no, what's going on, um, that dynamic has just completely shifted for us. And I'll tell you, that is just a huge burden off and uh, you just are able to live totally differently.
2: I was also gonna say, um, because of some of the behavior I had been having and getting that under control and communicating more uh, about spending and making decisions together on that, the trust between us uh, was strengthened. And, and that made a big difference. One of the choices we made while we were in financial peace is not only did we have a spending problem, but we had an income problem. And I had been working a job with no benefits, no vacation time, and it'd take a pretty significant pay cut. And so we made a choice uh, together for me to change jobs and um, make a little more sacrifice in terms of working more hours for a period of time. And so that was something um, that spoke Ammon's love language and was very helpful um, for what we were doing. Um, and for our kids to see that, too, has been interesting because um, the kids will go to the store, Mommy, is this on the list? Um, do we have budgeted? Can we go out Can we go out for pizza or different things like that? So they're getting that language and understanding that Mommy and Daddy aren't unending cash flow, which is helpful.
1: And, and to speak to, um, you know, there was the anxiety that was there before, and that's relieved, and um, we're able to really just communicate a lot more Clearly around budgeting. And, and you know what? It really impacts other areas of your life. And you wouldn't think that it would, but because money is at the center of our culture uh, and the things that we do, it, it just impacts every as- aspect of our life.
0: Hmm. That's, a great, that's a great comment, Emmy, because it does, you don't think it spills over into other areas, but it, it, it so does. There's a certain joy in looking at something and, and saying to yourself, you know. I could own that, but I'm not going to. Um, I I could buy that, but leather smell only lasts for about three or three months, and then uh, (laughs) then the real work kicks in. Now, your guys' story has kind of come full circle, okay? Start out with this debt, you're debt-free, and now, Ammon, you're leading the way in a a ministry this fall. Talk to us about that.
1: Yeah, um, I've been a table leader with Financial Peace University since about, I think it was September of 2011 and uh, um, now this year I'm going to be leading the full thing from the front. So um, our next set of classes comes up in uh, September 26 on Thursday nights and it runs, it's a nine week class and then we'll have another one in the, uh, in the winter on the other side. So um, if you're out there and you're, you're thinking that something, you need something to change, this is a great class. We've got great table leaders. Um, and just a lot of support and a lot of really applicable tools and biblical principles to fall on. And and it's just, I can't speak of how good uh, the material is. Uh, You know, we're just there to really provide a lot of hope. And and Mm -hmm. that really is the message that you'll get if you want to check it out. Fantastic.
2: And I would just say, um, being a free spirit, this worked for me too. So, um... I wasn't, I wasn't expected to become a nerd. I didn't have to become a budget nerd <laughs> to be able to do this um, successfully. And that's whether you're single or in a, in a relationship. Um, please, please feel free to join us. And uh, we're just, we really wanna be transparent with people and hope that it can be a blessing to others.
0: Now you've done that well. Would you thank uh, Kim and Ammon for sharing their story? <laughs> Thanks guys. Uh, Kim and Ammon have obviously carved out a lot of time this weekend to to share their story, but they've also carved out time to be in the lobby after the service. And uh, Ammon's gonna be over at the group life desk over there. And if you want to talk about financial peace, even sign up for it, um, you could talk to them after the service. Or maybe you got some questions about, I okay, can help me understand how how you how you got out from underneath this 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 debt. They they would love to talk to you. Um, and, and, and as we wrap up our series, um, I, I, just, I just want you to know that uh, on this, this particular issue, this whole issue of, of spending, again, when, you know, when, when we take our cues from culture, um, th- then we, we start living in ways and patterns that go contrary to what Christ has for us. And so we've been called to live counterculturally. Um, you, you need to understand this, that oftentimes when it comes to money, we want to keep it really, really private. We'll, we'll share other areas of our life, but we keep this part really private and then we make some very significant decisions without ever talking to anyone and and and, and we get ourselves in trouble but we 're being really private about it but the reality is is you 're being very public about it with the with the wrong people you 're being public with, with with companies and public organizations and in fact, when you go to call them and you give them your name uh, because you want to talk about, about about what your situation is they don't they don't they don't want your name, right? They they want something else. They want your account number because that's all you are to them is a number. They, they they don't track you by name. You're a number to them and you're going public with people who treat you like a number and you go private with folks who, who do know your name. You, you, you go private. That's... This is one of the beauties of small group. There's wisdom in the multitude of counselors. So here in, in, you know, in, in our service, we make a lot of private decisions, but you get the small group, then you start going public with things, even things that are, that are uncomfortable, such as finances, because you don't want to get yourself stuck in a, in, in a place where you're, you're in significant trouble. In the book of Proverbs, King Solomon says this. He says, the borrower is the servant to the lender, the borrower is the servant. You become a servant, a slave to the lender. Remember, you can't serve two masters, right? You love one, hate the other. Devoted to one, despise the other. So the, the debt debt has a, has, a, has a very significant impact, not just on our lives as we live them physically, but it impacts us spiritually. It's very important that we understand that money is a spiritual issue and that we surrender all areas of our lives to Christ, including the stewardship of the resources that he has entrusted to us. And as we do that, uh, we discover that indeed, Christ has and wants something for us. He's not interested in getting stuff from us. He's making certain that our stuff doesn't get us. Alright, so we wanna be fully devoted followers in all areas of our life and honor him. So I, that's one of the reasons why I wanted you to hear this story because all of us can relate to the this, this story that Kim and Ammon found themselves in.